Praise the Lord, everybody. On today is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live today on the podcast with the word entitled, It's in the House. It's in the House. We thank God for Jesus. We thank God for the Holy Spirit. We thank God for the anointing. We thank God for having a renewed mind, a renewed purpose, a renewed assignment, renewed expectations as we journey through this fallen, darkened world of sin and this world of wickedness that we do not have to remain chained and stuck and bound by its systems, by its uh, systematic selection of trying to choose who wins, who loses, who's exalted, and who's a base. That when we make it into that most precious place of being in a committed and surrendered relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, he will show us what's in our house how to win, and how to win big. On today, we're going to look at such a case in Second Kings chapter 4. When we look at the widow's oil, we'll read several verses, we'll expound, and we'll be blessed, and we'll be on our way. And if it's the Lord's will, which I know it is, we'll be further supernaturally structured, that we may receive the gift, the freedom, and the blessing of being entrepreneurs for the kingdom of heaven, doing divine business on God's behalf, because that's what his glory is for, for you to be free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. In Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. This widow's husband had died. They had two sons. Even though he was a man of God, unfortunately, he died in debt. And because he was in debt, now in his absence, the creditor, being the enemy, was going to come and attempt to destroy the rest of his family to eliminate his Prosperity in the earth to eliminate his family, to eliminate his seed. But we thank God for the woman of God being sound and planted in the walk that her husband had, that she too walked that same walk, that they were in agreement. So when the man of God came, she reminded the man of God of who her husband was, that he was a servant. And as a servant, he had access to the covenant promises of Jehovah, the God of Israel. And she reminded the man of God of that. And because of that promise, because of that faithfulness, because of her being in her right mind, because of her not panicking and giving in to the threat of the enemy to take her two sons, she threw herself back on the kingdom of God because there was something in her house, as we're going to see. Verse 2 says, And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaiden have not anything in the house, save a pot of boil. Elisha, the man of God, did not go around and tell her to go get a payday loan. He did not say go back to college. He did not say go get a job washing water pots in another uh, widow's house or in a rich man's house. He gave her no external duty or assignment. He sent her back into her own home because in her house there was a blessing. The blessing had been established long ago by their faithfulness to God, but yet it was only in this critical moment, this critical circumstance, that her eyes would be enlightened, that she would be made uh, aware of the fact that everything she needed was in her house, 
And how amazing that it was not something great, but it was just something coming. Could it be something in your house that you are overlooking that God has blessed you to do that no one else in the world can do? The Bible is very clear when he says that uh, he will bless the work of your hands. In Psalms chapter 1, he says that whatsoever the man of God does shall prosper. It's in your house. In verse 3, she received an instruction. You see, God wants to instruct you as well, but if you don't have a committed relationship with him, if you're not abiding in him, if you're not totally set in the place that you should be, then you miss the instruction. The instruction says, then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. So it was a divine instruction that was given to a person, a woman in this case, a widow who was totally embedded in the things of God, and it was her faith, it was her discipline, it was her ear to hear that allowed her to carry out the instruction, which allowed for the move of God to happen on her home, on her two sons, and to completely deliver her from the affliction that the enemy was trying to bring upon her home in the absence of her deceased husband. He tells her, he says, then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. So the command is for you to stretch yourself outside of your natural thinking and limiting what the power of God, what the instruction of God can do for one who truly believes. It exercises your faith, it tests your discipline. And it causes you to walk by faith and not by sight, regardless of the circumstances and the situation and the pressures that you may feel because of the situation. They do not supersede the fact of God's promises and his faithfulness and his covenant. The test only comes to try your faith and to only take you deeper into the glory of God so which, for what he has imparted in you can be revealed. In verse 4 it says, and when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. We see separation in many of the things that God is going to do in your life, especially the miraculous and the supernatural. There's going to have to be a, a separation. He shuts out outside forces. Many of those forces can be divisive. They can be uh, full of doubt. They can be full of fear. They can be full of idolatry. There are many other things that happen. That's why in Amos 3 and 3, it simply says, can two walk together? He says, how can two walk together except there be agreed? There must be divine agreement. Many people believe in God, but many people do not believe that God is omnipotent, that he is uh, omniscient, that he is omnipresent, that he is sovereign, that he can not only do some things, that he can do all things. And that requires a whole nother level of training because the manifestation of what you believe may not actually be physically present right away. We know Abraham waited 25 years. We know that Joseph waited 13 years before he was seated uh, at the throne and was made ruler of Egypt. We know David had to endure many, many years of training before he was made the king of Israel. So the separation uh, tries your faith. It reveals where your heart is and it allows the vision that God has for you to be made larger and you can be totally equipped to operate fully in the place that he's going to place you by you patiently going through the process. 
as we bring down the end of this episode, let us look at verse 5. It says, So she went from her from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. It's in the house. The thing you want, the thing you desire, the thing you need is right in your house. It can be a very common thing. It may not be an extraordinary thing. You may not have a great voice to sing. You may not be able to be athletically inclined to play sports. You may not be a great actress. Maybe it's just in needlework. Maybe it's just in drawing. Maybe you have a gift in a craft of doing something with your hands. But until you are totally connected, until you are totally abiding in Christ Jesus, until your mind is renewed, you will not see clearly. You will not operate in the anointing. You will not flow in the place that God has created you to being his child. That's why Jesus says he come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. This abundant life frees you from the curse. That your own nature, that your parents, maybe any mistakes of anyone else in your family may have made, they do not supersede the new position that you've acquired in Christ Jesus when you come into the family. It's in your house, my brothers and my sisters. Awaken now, hearken unto the word of the Lord, and allow him to bless you greatly and deeply. In Jesus' name, amen.